Section six of the Exploits of Juva by Marcel Alain and Pierre Souvestre. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter six The Larabousse Hospital. The clerk who had admitted Juva withdrew, and Monsieur de Maffil, the amiable director, gave the police officer his most gracious smile when i applied this morning at headquarters for an officer to be sent here i scarcely expected to receive so celebrated a detective upon a matter which is really very commonplace your letter to m havard mentioned a person i have been looking for with the greatest interest for the past two days lopart alias the square replied juva that is why i came myself what is it about sir well the day before yesterday we took in at the instance of dr patel a patient suffering from acute gastric trouble the woman gave us for identification the name of josephine no calling residing in paris rue de gote d'or in furnished rooms some hours after her admission to the hospital she received a letter brought by a messenger which threw her into a violent state of terror the nurse on duty sent for me and i succeeded after great difficulty in quieting her but she insisted most emphatically on leaving the hospital at once the poor creature was in a high fever and to grant her request would have been sending her to her death at length she entrusted me with the letter which had excited her so here it is kindly look it over juva took the letter and read i'm just back from the dos you ain't there and i don't want any more of these dodges you are no more ill than i am see here you'll either leave the hospital and slope back to the house right off or to-morrow friday at visiting time as sure as my name's what it is you'll get two bullets in your hide to teach you to hold your tongue juva gave a grunt of satisfaction you understand what is going on asked the director yes but please go on with your story well sir you can guess that having read this letter i easily got from the girl some information as to the writer according to what she told me this lupart is her lover and he seems to have in a high degree that inconceivable pride which causes folks of his class when they have sworn to kill someone to carry out their threat no matter what risk they may run themselves the girl josephine is convinced that to-morrow lupart will come and kill her you have told her that all precautions will be taken of course i pointed out to her that people do not come in here as they do in a bar that being warned i would have all the visitors watched who came here and asked to see her i repeated to her that her lover probably wanted to frighten her but that he could not do anything to injure her i insisted that in the state she was in it was physically impossible for her to obey that wretch's bidding and what was her answer to that nothing her attack of alarm having subsided she seemed to fall into a condition of extreme prostration i realized quite well that she regarded herself as condemned that she had a far higher opinion of lupart's daring than of my watchfulness and lastly if she stayed it was because she realized that it was out of the question for her in her weak state to go back to her home while the director was speaking juva had retained a smiling and satisfied expression seeming but little affected by josephine's terrible plight i should very much like to know continued the director why you said you knew the reasons for the threat being sent by this man to his mistress 
Juve hesitated some moments, then, without going into details, said, It would take too long to recount the motives which prompted Lupart to write that letter. This Josephine, whom you see today trembling at her lover's threat, not so long ago supplied the police with valuable hints concerning him. Has he learned that? Does he know the woman has rounded on him? Did he fear, above all, that she would tell tales again here at the hospital? It is quite possible. You see, he must have had very strong reasons for giving her the order to come home. Juve here broke off, fingering Lupart's letter. Then at length he placed it in his pocket-book. I will keep this document, director. It is a tangible proof of Lupart's criminal intentions. If he should put his threats into practice, it would be difficult after that to deny premeditation. You think that such a thing is possible? Don't you? Lupart declares he will come to the hospital before three and kill his mistress, but surely it must be easy to render that impossible. You think the police are all-powerful, that we can arrest would-be murderers and render them incapable of harm? That is an error. We are prevented from taking effective action by a swarm of regulations. If I met Lupart on the street, I would not be able to arrest him. I have no warrant. When a man holds his life cheap and is determined to risk everything, he has a pretty good chance of succeeding. Of course, I shall take every measure to prevent Lupart killing his mistress, but I'm not at all sure of success. But, Monsieur Juva, we must have this girl Josephine transferred to another hospital if necessary. Juva shook his head. And show Lupart we are aware of his purpose? Flatter the ruffian's vanity? No, we must let Lupart come and catch him as he is about to commit the crime. What do you propose to do? Study the hospital, arrange where to place my men, replied Juba. In that case I will do everything I can to help you. Monsieur de Maffil rang for an attendant and bade him take Juba to Dr. Patel's department. Juba thanked the obliging director and took leave. The attendant pointed to a row of windows under the roof. Dr. Patel's division begins at the corner window and runs to the window near the cornice. What are the means of access to the female ward? Oh, that's quite simple, sir. You get into the woman's ward either by the door on the staircase or by the door at the back, which leads into the laboratory of the head physician, the room of the house surgeon on duty, and the departmental offices. And how do visitors pass in? Visitors always go up the main staircase. Now, said Juva, show me over Dr. Patel's division. Very good, sir. It will be all the more interesting to you as it is just the visiting hour. When Juva made his way into the woman's ward, Dr. Patel was actually in the process of seeing his patients. He was passing from bed to bed, questioning each of the women under treatment, and listening to the comments of the house staff who followed him. Gentlemen, the doctor was saying as Juva joined the group, the patient we have just seen affords a very excellent and typical instance of intermittent fever. The serum tests have not given any appreciable result. It is therefore impossible to arrive at... A hand was laid on Juva's shoulder. Why, the tests are absolutely indicative. Palpable thyroid, eh? What do you think? Juva turned his head and could not suppress a cry of surprise. Dr. Chalek. What? Monsieur Juva, you here? Were you looking for me? Juve was dumbfounded. He drew Chalek aside. Then you're attached to this hospital? Oh, I have only leave to attend the courses. And I came here out of curiosity. 
in any case allow me to thank you for the service you rendered me the other day the officer who was with you seemed to take me for the guilty man well you see appearances but if anyone was a victim it was i apart from the finding of the murdered woman in my house i have been robbed here the doctor broke off a house surgeon was beckoning to him forgive me he said to juve i cannot keep my colleague waiting leaving chalek juve went back to the attendant who had patiently waited for him stranger than ever he murmured there is no making it all out josephine writes that lupart means to rob chalek i track lupart and he gives me the slip i spend a night in a room where i see nothing and where nevertheless a horrible amazing crime is committed the murder takes place scarce a yard from me and the doctor the tenant of the house sees nothing either and does not even know the victim who is found next morning on his premises thereupon our informant josephine goes into the hospital pain in the stomach they say hm poison maybe then she gets a threatening letter from lupart and when i come back to the hospital to protect her whom do i meet but dr chalek juva turning to the attendant who was escorting him asked you know the person i was speaking to just now dr chalek yes sir what is his business here he is a foreign doctor i believe i should fancy a belgian anyhow he is allowed by the authorities to follow the clinical courses and make researches in the laboratory End of chapter 6 Read by Don W. Jenkins Rancho San Diego, California Shaggybark.blogspot.com